Bad luck can strike early in retirement and four leaf clovers won't help, but guess what? Hey guys, hope things are going well in your neck of the woods today. I'm Eric Powers with Sky Blue Wealth, back to talk to you about income planning during retirement. Today, we're gonna cover the bad luck aspect of when you retire. The topic is sequence of returns. It relates to how the market is performing the first few years of retirement and how much you can withdraw during that time. In this episode, we'll break down some retirement portfolio examples that show how crushing a down market can be early in retirement and why. Math can be brutal even after we get out of school, right? But don't worry, we're gonna lay out the tactics that can help protect your savings even against bad luck and bad timing, which are not your fault, but have to be considered if you're gonna be able to plan for them. So let's dive in with this bad math mojo. We'll use nice round numbers here for simplicity. So imagine your retirement assets total a clean $1 trillion. Um, Jeff Bezos, uh, if you're listening, great, thank you. But I'm sure you're probably not. So instead, let's round that down to 1 million. So now you've just retired. You have $1 million all invested in stocks because bonds really didn't exactly thrill you. But year one, the market goes down by 10% and you take out $40,000 for your living expenses. Well, now you have 900,000 after the losses and 860,000 after your 40,000 for gas, groceries, and eating out. You better start sneaking out a to-go plate because year two, it gets worse. In this example, the market is still backpedaling and your investments drop by another 15%. Now you have $731,000. Actually, not really, because you still need $40,000 to live in year two. Math says you have $691,000, and math is as honest as it comes. So by the middle of year three, you're looking into going back to work or joining the French Foreign Legion since the market dropped 20%. Again, this is an example, and the market rarely has big losses like this, especially multiple years in a row. But bad luck does sometimes happen. So now you have 552,800 left and you're only 68 years old. I'll let you soak that in for a second guys and it is a terrible scenario especially considering you did all the right things. You worked hard, you provided for your family, you even bought the dog some high-end treats and you saved a hefty amount, a million bucks and now your investments are sliced in about half, a little less actually. We forgot to deduct your $40,000 withdrawal that you and your spouse still need to live in year three. So we're actually looking at 512,800, which remains to carry you through 15 to 25 more years. So how about the good news? You know that the market bounces back. There are only a handful of multi-year stretches where the market had negative returns. And that's why with all of the investment advice out there, everyone agrees that long-term investing pays off, literally everyone. So even with bad luck like examples we just looked over, you would still have time to build your retirement accounts back up when the positive returns showed up in years four, five, six, seven, and so on. See, the key thing with sequence of returns is that even when the market bounces back, your withdrawals that you took for the first three bad years have a ripple effect long after. So let's compare two different scenarios. Both include $40,000 per year of withdrawals to cover your living expenses, and in both cases, we're using a five-year time frame, and they have the exact same average return. Average returns is a key note here in that the average return is calculated as the sum of all five years of returns, then divided by 
the number of years, meaning five. However, what average returns ignores is the sequence of those returns. So let's take a closer look. Referring back to our example, year one had a negative return of 10%, and then that was followed by another negative year of 15%, and then a third negative year returning a negative 20%. We'll now tack on to the end of that two more years, but this time we'll make them positive because markets do bounce back. So we'll add on a positive 10% and a positive 15%. When we sum all of those returns together and divide by five, we come up with an average of around 0% for all five years. Now let's reverse the sequence of those returns, meaning the five years in which a positive 15% now sits in the year one place and all other returns follow suit in reverse order. Doing the math of adding those returns together and dividing by five, we still end up with the exact same average return of about 0%. However, when we include the fact that you'll be withdrawing $40,000 per year, the results are not the same because the sequence of the positive returns occurred in the first two years. So let's put real dollars in place to illustrate. In the case where we started with negative returns, the negative 10, negative 15, and then negative 20, followed by two additional years of positive returns of 10% and 15%, we end up with a total dollar amount of $563,000 in the fifth year. However, we flip that around now, and in reverse, meaning the positive returns occurred first as you entered retirement, meaning 15% and then 10%, were then followed by three years of negative returns, minus 20, minus 15, and minus 10, we end that five-year period with $616,000. So that's a difference of $55,000, or nearly equivalent to one and a half years of your retirement. See, the more money you leave in to grow the earlier years, the more there is to benefit from those good years. That sounds too simple, but people get confused as to how this simple concept accounts for the complex concept of bad timing combined with your yearly withdrawals. So what's the answer? Besides joining the French Foreign Legion, let's assume they're fully staffed, you have to be flexible in the run-up to your retirement date and flexible in retirement. Look, any coach can take the best players and look like a genius when the games aren't close. But the best coaches are the ones who make little adjustments at halftime that make the difference between two equally talented teams. They're flexible with their game plans, and you have to be too in order to protect your retirement. One way to be flexible and fend off bad luck is to not get stuck on the 4% withdrawal rule, or any percent rule. Yes, the 4% rule works pretty good historically, but that won't help if you retire just when the market decides to go into a deep freeze, right? When you're faced with downturns and you have to react to the present moment, not historical moment averages, and if you're stuck on a strict withdrawal rate, you can get burned. And I know, you have to have income to live on, but you can control how much that will be if you see the market in a nosedive. You can put off a trip until next year, and of course I know that's not fun, or you can plan for these situations long before you retire. 4% sounds fine when you have a million dollars in savings. It doesn't sound as good when you're down to 500,000 early into your retirement game. You have to make adjustments. Now, many folks like to spread their investments around, especially when they're close to retirement. They'll keep approximately 60% of their money in equities or stocks, while safely locking away another 40% in fixed income securities, also known as bonds. That way you can withdraw from the less volatile investments while leaving more money in the equities, 
so that you can get the full benefit of when the market does show a big uptick. So I know that bonds are about as exciting as documentaries on sloths. I actually happen to like those, but in most years, you can trust stocks to grow your retirement accounts to exciting levels that will allow you to live the retirement you want. But you should always be aware that bad timing could catch you just when you're about to retire. And that's why many folks stay on top of the stock market or at least have an advisor who watches it closely for them. If you see things sliding in the wrong direction, you can at least prepare to withdraw less in the first few years of retirement, or you could decide to work for a few more months. Again, we get fixated on one retirement date or one withdrawal rate, and we let that hurt us in the long run. I think building the habit of being flexible is so underrated when it comes to retirement planning. If we're stubborn at 30 or 40, it makes it hard to change that at 50 and 60. The age when flexibility matters the most. All right, let's take a look at another strategy to avoid pitfalls of sequence of returns. Some investors like to keep some money on the side. Coffee cans are ill-advised. I don't even think they make coffee cans anymore, by the way. But still, having one or two years of spending money available is a good way not to have to touch your investments while the market may be in freefall. Again, you have to notice when these freefalls are happening or building towards one. Regular reviews of your retirement plan will help you to know this. So you may be thinking, don't I lose out on returns that I could be making on this cash I'm keeping on hand? Well, it's a good question, and you're right. You're not investing that money that's set aside, but at least you're prepared to use the money in a situation that could arise. When you have no choice but to withdraw money from your retirement accounts, that means you're forced into a corner and you have no options. By setting aside money to live on in a weird market year, you're preparing for it ahead of time. That may cost you some interest, but peace of mind is probably worth it. And guess what? You can use even another strategy if you don't like the idea of not having that money grow at all, even modestly. You can go the route of laddering bonds or laddering CDs. The idea is to purchase bonds or CDs that mature at different stages so that you can use them for income at that time. It's a simple plan. Have one bond or CD that matures in one year and one in two years and one in three years, etc. And you can carry this out for as many years as it makes you feel comfortable. The rate of return won't be anything to write home about, but like I say, peace of mind is pretty darn valuable. In this case, low interest rates can actually be a bright spot for investors. You should know what's involved in these financial products before, long before, you need to use any of them to pay for your living expenses each year. A trusted advisor can guide you with these questions so that you're more knowledgeable and you can become more flexible as a result. It's similar to having a mechanic who knows you by name because he's your go-to for small stuff. You can also go to him and trust him when your transmission starts sounding like a terrified parakeet. Look guys, there are a ton of calculators out there to run through every investment scenario imaginable. Sequence of Returns has those calculators available too, so please use them. I can't tell you how many people get caught off guard by this. People just don't know about it. It's not common knowledge, maybe because everyone just focuses on whether the market is up or down, and they don't connect the dots of the timing of their retirement. It's easy to see why. If you work for 45 years and you only have, say, three years where you saw negative returns in your stock portfolio, of course you're going to assume that that will always be the case. And history shows that you're mostly correct. But if you get caught off guard due to when those downturns do occur, it can hurt you the most. After all, when you retire, that's a new experience. You're not used to getting your income from withdrawals from your investments. And if you're not on top of this stuff, 
you won't know the damage you're doing until the big statement numbers turn into little ones in a hurry. Since this is a confusing topic, I want to field your questions about sequence of returns. So please email me at the link in the show notes, and I will be glad to make things as clear as possible. And before I get to the show recap, here are the years that the stock market saw at least two consecutive years of decline. 1929 to 1932, 1939 to 1941, 1973 and 74, 2000 to 2002. Okay, let me move into a recap for you. Sequence of returns or sequence of return risk relates to how the market is performing the first few years of retirement and how much you withdraw during that time. That 4% rule that everybody's aware of is a solid rule, but it's not concrete. Flexibility is your best asset. Diversifying your investments can defend you against bad timing of withdrawals early in retirement because taking money out of bonds won't cost you like it would if you were to take it out of stocks. Setting aside money to live on can keep you from withdrawing any investment money early in retirement should the markets be sliding at that time. Bond or CD laddering is a tactic to provide you with some income in retirement for say three to five years in case the stock market is on its way down and you don't want to withdraw money at the bottom. Know your options now before you're faced with the income decision in your 60s. Investment calculators can't tell your future, but they will help you to see what could come your way. Nothing's worse than getting blindsided by events you never heard of, like sequence of returns, for instance. All right, thank you all for listening in on another episode. And again, I'll be glad to chat with you individually on this topic, which you may have come across for the very first time today. You can contact me at eric at skybluewealth.com. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult an appropriate qualified professional prior to making any decision. Bonds are subject to market and interest rate risk if sold prior to maturity. Bond values will decline as interest rates rise and bonds are subject to availability and change in price. Examples used in this podcast are hypothetical and not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly.